Today, Stacey Abrams claims abortion helps the economy. Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton calls for prosecution over the drag queen show in Plano, Texas, and the FBI raided yet another journalist. We've got all of that and more coming up, and it all starts right now. Welcome to the news and why it matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez and today's episode is brought to you by Healthy Cell. They've got a ton of supplements. They're all delicious so you can help with sleep, focus, just a general multivitamin. Plus they have 165% more absorption than pills. My family loves them. We use them exclusively. You should too. You can go to HealthyCell.com news. Use code news for 20% off your first order. That is HealthyCell.com news. I am joined today by Jason Buttrell, yes, chief researcher of the Glenn Beck program. Also guy who reads all the stuff that we don't want to read. <laughs> That's what he does here, because he's the nerd. And snazzy dresser, too. I don't know about that, because, you, because we also have uh, Matt Kibbe back in the building, of course. <laughs> Blaze TV's own. Uh, he hosts Kibbe on Liberty, and he looks very dashing in his jacket. I wanted to make sure that the average look was above your, <laughs> right, right, your right. high standards, and I knew Jason was... <laughs> I appreciate you picking up his slack, yeah. Matt. Somebody has to do it. <laughs> Somebody did, did does have, have to do it. Do me with the facial hair too. Yeah, That's I even mean, cooler. Sorry, this is crap. Sorry, dude. It really is. Like, man, those the it's it's it is good. It's a good look. Um, all right. So I guess we'll go to news of the day. Uh, Stacey Abrams this morning on MSNBC was asked how she will fight inflation, since obviously this is this is kind of a big issue. More more voters are concerned with the economy, as it turns out, than abortion, because. The economy affects everyone. Everyone's going to the grocery store, uh, having to pay the high bills. Everyone's filling up their gas tank, having to, to pay the high bills. Everyone is kind of struggling to figure out where they're going to get that extra money to put food on their table. It turns out not everyone is going out and getting like four abortions a week. So it doesn't really affect them. And uh, Stacey Abrams would, uh, would say that actually abortion is actually helping the economy and lowering costs. Watch. But while abortion is an issue, it nowhere reaches the level of interest of voters in terms of the cost of gas, food, bread, milk, things like that. What can a governor, what could you do as governor to alleviate the concerns of Georgia voters about those livability, daily, hourly issues that they're confronted with? But let's be clear. Having children is why you're worried about your price for gas. It's why you're concerned about how much food costs. For women, this is not a reductive issue. You can't divorce being forced to carry an unwanted pregnancy from the economic realities of having a child. Worst pivot ever. <laughs> yeah. Like this, uh, I mean, sure, her, her media consultant said, whatever you do, don't talk about the economy, talk about abortion. Um, by the way, even a worser, if that's a word, defense of abortion. It's like this dumbest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, which, well, I, which I love that she says, but let's be clear. And then she says the dumbest thing ever. Right. It's like, oh, that's your version of let's be clear. Okay, cool. I've used to, when I first started doing TV appearances, I remember I was going on Dana Lash's show a lot and I would always have this like response that I wanted to give and right. she would give a much more intelligent question. Yeah. And in my head, I'm going, crap, that's a lot. That's pretty interesting. Okay, oh crap, oh crap, oh crap. That's exactly what I'm sure was going through her head at that point. <laughs> I don't think that she meant to have it be like a Democrat slogan, you know, to, you know, yeah. 
cure inflation, kill your kids. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't think that's what it was. Well, I think it's funny though is, I'm sure she, she was having that panic mode on how do I respond to this? But really, I wanna put this out to all sides because every Republican is gonna have that panic mode also. They don't know what the hell they're going to do either when, 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 when it all comes to, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, I, I don't want to forget that, you know, this was under GOP leadership when we really embarked on this massive fail that is now the United States economy. And when the next leader gets in there, I really don't give a crap what he says during the debates or in the campaign trail. He's probably going to do the same thing. Mm -hmm. Nothing's changed, mm -hmm. you know, since whenever, since the, what, the 90s? Nothing's changed. They're just going to, their solution will be, hey, let's spend a crap ton more money Let's uh, you know not re you know let's don't let's not make cutbacks or anything. Let's expand, and we're still going to be in this problem. I, I don't see a single person out there that's like saying anything different right now. Yeah, it does seem to be uh, Democrats and Democrat light when it comes to the issue mm -hmm. of, of spending these mm -hmm. days. And it, I, I think it really comes down to what, like, we're still going to spend the money. It's just it just depends on what, right? Like whoever's pet projects, whoever is in power, they want to fund their pet projects. Um, but they really have no intention of curbing the spending. This is the, the curse of, of, of Republicans. They have sucked on the question of spending since ever. Um, and, and during the Tea Party days, we fought against it. Mm -hmm. um, I still think they're going to win in a landslide yeah. because they don't suck as bad as Stacey Abram, who is saying, who, has, who doesn't have an answer as governor, what will you do for the economy? Like, ha I, I have feel more like abortions, I think, is the <laughs> answer. That's <Okay>. her answer. <laughs> she does have an answer. It just doesn't make any sense, Matt. Well, well she should run on that. <laughs> and she is. Right, actually, right. So. Keep saying these things, Stacey. You know, it's interesting to me, too, because... I just can't take someone seriously who is 48 years old. Has she ever been married? I don't think she has. She doesn't have a family. She doesn't have any kids. And she's going to sit up here and lecture us about how your problem actually is that you have a family. You shouldn't have a family. That's, that's where you've gone wrong. It's like, sweetheart, I don't think that you're in the best position to be uh, carrying that messaging. Uh, another person who is not in the best position to be carrying that messaging is uh, Karine Jean-Pierre, White House press secretary, who was asked if Joe Biden supports any restrictions on abortion. Any restrictions on abortion and if he intends to overturn state level abortion restrictions. Uh, she, of course, refused to answer the questions and did not clarify if Biden supports any restrictions on abortion up until the point of birth watch what the president is going to do and wants to do and believes in doing is codifying roe he believes uh that is uh what it was the the law of the land the constitutional right for almost 50 years uh and it's he believes in its specific provisions was rightly decided he has said this regularly including right after dobbs and uh, that has not changed Right, but that's, that didn't answer either question. <laughs> first of all, the, there are individual state restrictions on abortion in the, on the books currently around the country. Um, some of those existed before the Dobbs case, before the overturn of Roe. Would the president, with this bill, codify Roe? Does he want that bill to go farther? And I just, I just answered that question. He believes he, I just answered that question. He but, believes in Roe and how, and how it stood before the Dobbs decision. Okay, and then on the individual restrictor, are there any restrictions whatsoever that the president would support when it comes to abortion? 
he again he believes in the provisions that Roe had, um, and that's where he stands. I would suggest you reading it so you get oh, a sense of what so the president uh, stands so and what he wants to see. She really, you cannot convince me otherwise. I am a firm believer that she was like Jen Psaki was like, how do I go out with a good legacy? <laughs> I'm picking the worst person there is, and they're my replacement, and then you guys are all gonna miss me, and you're gonna forget that you talked crap about me. That would that had to be poor man Peppermint Patty's strategy. She's, she's like the Saturday Night Live version yeah. caricature of yeah. Ken Saki. Yeah, yeah, it's like, it's so, God, it's so bad. All, although I actually was impressed that she did give one sentence answer where she did not have to look down at her uh, journal, which she typically is just literally reading from which makes you wonder why she even exists, because we could save the money as taxpayers and they could just release the statements that they plan to put out since all she's doing is reading from the binder. I feel, I feel bad for press secretaries generally yeah. um, because their job is to lie. Yeah, yeah. And in the Biden administration, they've, they've brought it to this sort of like Saturday Night Live caricature of, yeah. of lying, but um, she just doesn't care. She's like, I'm just going to keep saying the same thing because... I probably don't know how to think on my feet. <laughs> yeah. And anytime a reporter asks her, what does Biden think about this? That was your, that's what you went wrong right off the beginning. Because I don't really think he thinks about much point. of these issues whatsoever. Uh, what does he think about? I mean, I'm sure he would go along in line with, you know, just forcing states into following, you know, to the tune of the federal government. I'm sure he's all about that. He probably couldn't tell you why. Mm -hmm. And any restrictions, he probably couldn't even tell you anything about that either. But... Uh, yeah, what a clown show. Oh my gosh, what a clown show. Well, so she's coming out and saying that, and uh, Joe Biden, during a speech yesterday, he promised to codify Roe v. Wade, af of course, after the midterms. So you get, you, this is really going to rally all of the Democrats and independents to show up at the polls so that they can codify Roe v. Wade and do nothing about inflation or any of the other horrible things that are going on. Watch. The court got Roe right nearly 50 years ago, and I believe Congress should codify Roe once and for all. Boy, those right now, are not that we're short exciting. a handful of votes. If you care about the right to choose, then you gotta vote. If we do that, here's the promise I make to you and the American people. The first bill that I will send to the Congress will be to codify Roe v. Wade. And when Congress passes it, I'll sign it in January, 50 years after Roe was first decided the law of the land. Yeah, that's a bold strategy, Cotton. So I got to wonder um, if Democratic primary voters or the, the people that would get excited by that speech don't feel like Charlie Brown. And he's, she, he's Lucy holding the football. Honest, this time we're going to do it because he's been, <laughs> yeah. he's been in Washington most of those 50 years. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm going to bet a lot of money that I don't have that he's never introduced a bill to codify Roe. Right, yeah. right. Roe. Right. Um, so it it feels like campaign BS. What? <laughs> Stop. I, I don't know if they you do that. You would accuse a politician of making a promise he doesn't intend to deliver on? Matt. I, I, That's cynical. I know. I'm, I'm getting that way in my old age. <laughs> and Republicans have, have seen this uh, well, long before you know, Trump was ever elected to the White House. You know, like, oh, we're, first thing we're going to do is we're going to get rid of you know, Obamacare. Okay. Yeah. Uh, then, you know, everyone votes them in and then they're like, okay, well, we just need a few more votes, you know? Mm -hmm. So just go vote in the next election. We're going to do it. I promise. 
and nothing happens. You're and just going to wail on Republicans happen. this whole time. I show. love that. That's like one of my main things now, I guess. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> yeah, no, but I mean, no. if, if you're an activist, this should really piss you off. Funny thing is, I just don't think the left is that used to it for some weird reason. But that's who these people are. Like, you know, Joe Biden's not a true believer in anything except for making corrupt money from mm-hmm. his corrupt, corrupt family. Um, well, I guess that's a politician in a nutshell, really. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's interesting because you look at the messaging and they're obviously going all in on codifying Roe v. Wade. You got to get to the polls if you're worried about your right to kill your own baby. And you go, are you this tone deaf? And then I think to myself, maybe, but I think mostly what else are they going to run on? What do they have left? That's the bottom line. That's the only thing that they have. That and Orange Man Bad. It's literally the only thing that they can feel like they can drum up any amount of passion or support uh, about to get people out to the polls. Obviously, I don't think it's going to be enough or even close to being enough because, again, women are not like going out and getting abortions in droves. And this is not something that affects their lives every day. Um, And uh, it turns out most of us women actually do love our children and intend to keep them and raise them and want them to be able to eat and put food put food on the table, despite Stacey Abrams telling us Even that Even if it costs more to fill your gas tank? Yeah, actually. What? Yeah, it's it's a really weird thing. I actually, huh. I, I love my children and want them to live um, more than I care about, like, paying more at the gas. Now, I hate paying more at the gas tank, but I but I, I don't think I'm going to kill my kid over it. It's just, I don't know. It's weird. I'm old-fashioned that way, Matt. The, 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 and and they're t- I think they're terrified right now because it's it's not just like this, you know, I don't know, this this theory or this philosophy that eventually we're going to start paying more, you know, at the grocery store, things like that. My wife was just telling me a couple of days ago that she went to the grocery store just specifically to get eggs, and it was over $6 for like a dozen. She was like, what the heck? She doesn't know. Dude, someone sent me a package of, um, it's like, uh, you know, Oscar Mayer lunch meat or whatever, and it was $12 for a package of lunch meat. I'm not, that doesn't surprise me. That's crazy. Not at all. I know, and not only. I mean, the the gas is an easy one, but I mean, it's 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 amazing to watch just how terrified they are just over gas prices. Mm-hmm. I mean, that thing that just came out where you know they were begging the Saudis to just. They knew they were going to raise yep. uh, or um, they were going to uh, cut production anyway. Mm-hmm. They knew it was going to happen. They were like, "We'll just do it." Please in don't do December. it before midterms. Yeah. Please don't do it before midterms. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. They knew it and asked them to delay it after the midterms. That's and they crazy. were like, <laughs> "Screw you! We're not going to." So, and we're going to rat you out about it. So now you're seeing, you know, this depletion of the the petroleum reserve. Yeah. Now they're just like, you know, like like it's nothing now. It used to be like a big headline if we were releasing anything outside of, you know, just a modernizing, you know, um, issue uh, d- details with the infrastructure for it. Mm-hmm. We would do that sometimes all the time. But now, specifically for a reason, that would make headline news. Now it's millions of barrels per day, just seemingly at random. Yeah. Well, it's it's the strategic petroleum reserve, so clearly it has nothing to do with politics and, <laughs> yeah, and, and the impending electoral disaster that <laughs> right. they're facing. Because yeah. the, the president wouldn't do that, would he? No, um, that is quite the strategy. Um, I know we have to take a break, but I do want to play one more moment from Joe Biden's speech where uh, he claimed that he fought for the right to marry couples in their bedrooms. I, I don't know what. The right that I pushed hard and it finally got changed, the married couples in the privacy of their bedroom, excuse me, the mar- I'm thinking about the Dobbs, the Dobbs decision. What? Imagine, well, I'll, I'll get to that in a second. What? <laughs> wait, now wait what? Now I'm worried that Joe Biden is coming to my bedroom. 
to marry you. Yeah. That is weird. I don't really know. I'm He's like, wait, I'm thinking about the Dobbs decision. No, that one also doesn't apply to what you're talking about. So please explain yourself. Actually, you know what? Please don't. Um, all right. We've got to go uh, to a break. We'll come back with more. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Nusu Labs. So uh, Nusu is there for those of you who maybe you need to lose a little bit of weight, but uh, you can't control your cravings throughout the day, especially those of you who are working from home. You're constantly going into your pantry. Don't think I don't see you. I do. You're going and grabbing those salty or sweet snacks, and you're going to pay for it later. Uh, the new weight control formula from Nusu Labs is going to use biohacking technology to curb your appetite, control those unwanted cravings, and it has natural ingredients and antioxidants. It will maximize a healthy metabolism, keep you away from all of those empty calories safely. You're not going to have the jitters or anything else crazy. Uh, there's no harmful side effects. And Nusu guarantees you will lose up to three pounds in your first week, guaranteed, or your money back. I tried it. It's worked for me. It can work for you if you are struggling with weight loss. Please, please, please go to their website right now. Get a free bottle with your order at nusulabs.com slash Y. That is N-U-S-U labs.com slash Y. Nusulabs.com slash Y. Two people of all ages. This is this is great. So there's there's Vanilope again. Um, there's no excuse for this. This is the sexualization of children, and uh, this is clear child abuse. Uh, the question is, will all of the constituents across the country light these people up enough to make a change? What say you? I was just thinking about, like, my daughter. We wouldn't let her wear makeup until she was basically a senior in high school, mm -hmm. pretty much. And it was because we didn't want her, you know, you know over-sexualizing herself. Right. And, th and that, I guess, is considered, and I guess I'm considered like an extremist on that for being like a 17, 18 year old girl. But um, we're talking about little boys. I would actually just call that a good father. <laughs> but go ahead. But when we're talking about little boys, mm -hmm. where they're intentionally sexualizing them, for what? Like, I, I, like, I've gone back and forth in my mind on what all of this is about. Like, you can pretty much, I mean, there's a good majority of the country right now. You can see the line has been drawn, and this is how, also how you can do a good sanity check on the people you talk to. Mm -hmm. One side says there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. And, and they're promoting it, and they're making it a political issue. Mm -hmm. The other side is horrified. Mm -hmm. And like, what are you doing? What, what the hell is this all about? I, I keep on going back in my mind to, a, to an old KGB defector. His name is Yuri Bezmanov. I don't know if you guys have heard of him. Back in the mm -hmm. 80s, mm -hmm. uh, he, he was a KGB agent defected, I think, to Canada, and he, and he traveled around to some colleges and he made, did a, an ex, uh, um, a presentation on what the Soviets were trying to do in America. So basically, they released a virus, we'll look at it that way, into the country. And it was plain and simply just to demoralize the country. So they attacked religion, they attacked every single different institution, and they just let it go. They didn't really have to do anything. They just introduced these things into college campuses and other places, and they just let it fester. Well, it never went away. But when I look at things like this, and he was talking about demoralizing people, destroying religion, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, completely perverting people's minds and how they think about this. So basically, in the end, anyone that hasn't been, uh, you know, is, hasn't taken a part of this, they're completely they're defeated. They don't know what the hell to do. Like I look at that, I don't know what the hell to do. On join my like organization, that. Jason. That's, let's go, baby. We're, I, I, we are we are not. Look, I, I'm I'm tired of people watching it after it happens on their TVs and going. 
wow, that stinks. We should really do something about that. And then not doing anything. Like I am asking, I am a mom. I have a life too. I work a lot and I'm still, I'm asking people to go with me to these places. I'm trying to expose it, but there are so many other things we can do. We can have the men of the community showing up and, and causing a ruckus and making sure that this doesn't happen in their communities. There's so much we can do, but we need people to get involved. That's what you can do. So the, the origins of a lot of this seem to have come out of, of the school system. Mm -hmm. is, that, is that correct? I'm, I'm yeah, learning, I'm learning yeah, here. yeah, yeah, libraries. Because the, the, the one question I have, I'm trying to apply a libertarian filter to this because, because that stuff's disgusting. Right. And, and the parents that would do that to their kids are disgusting. Um, but I don't want to get the government to get into the business to start parenting because it'll be a slippery slope. So when, when the government schools are doing it, um, stop it by every legal means necessary. Um, who, who are we going after? Are we going after the establishments or the, the parents in, in this mean, particular I, case? Well, I would say first and foremost, uh, like this is sexual child abuse, mm -hmm. in my opinion, and the parents should have repercussions. Um, I also don't think just as a strip club cannot allow children into their venues if you're performing the same types of sexual I would think acts. That, is that... How is that not illegal now is, is what I'm wondering. Well, like, it, that's, like that's, the what we're waiting, that's what we're waiting to find out, at least in Texas. Okay. I don't know all of the state laws, but that's what we're waiting to find out from Glenn Hagar, because this, if they are performing in this manner, um, they should be registered as a sexual, you know, a sexually oriented business. Um, and if they're not, you know, they can have fines. They can, I mean, they can have serious repercussions if the elected leaders will actually hold them accountable. Because yeah. that's my thing is like, I, yeah, I get it. Parental rights is a thing. I'm all on board for parental rights, but we also have laws on the books to prevent parents from abusing their children. Yeah. So <laughs> it's like, you can't take parental rights out so far that you, uh, you know, you include neglect and physical abuse, sexual abuse, emotional abuse. I mean, these are very real limits that we've decided as a society that we need to have. Yeah, I, I agree with those limits. I just don't want to give tools for um, the next government that actually wants to take away parents' rights on something like um, um, sexual transition, right? Mm -hmm. um, we, we need to make sure that we don't create tools that they can use because you're abusing your child because your child wants to be a girl now. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I'm learning I don't understand where that line is, um, but I always lean towards like, um, I think we should culturally shame people that do this. I think we mm -hmm. should use the, the power of community to, to shut it down, but I I'm a libertarian. I'm always afraid of government involvement. Yeah, okay, so, and, that, so Matt, and, that's, that, I, and I respect your opinion. That's where I differ though, because I'm like, yeah, if you're allowing your young child to say that they're a girl and live as a girl, I actually also think that that's abusive because as a parent, it is your job to you know teach them right from wrong and what are absolute truths. And when you're not doing that and you're confusing the child on purpose, I actually think you're contributing to the problem. Matt brings up a very good point right now because <clears throat> I think there's even a fissure within the right mm -hmm. on how do we respond to some of these things. Right. And you know, a lot of people that consider themselves part of the new right um, are much more aggressive on what to do. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I've even, I've even heard some people throw out words like Pinochet and stuff uh -huh. like that. I mean, that's more the far end on it. But even still, they're like, like so there's a, I think there was a bill in some state, I can't remember, I was reading about this a couple of days ago, about how they were trying to make it, um, th they were trying to make it illegal for parents to have their kids use different pronouns or something yeah. like that. And at my fir your first thought, and especially if you're on the right, is yeah, right? I want to protect the kids on that. But then you got to 
take, take a step back because the first thought that went to my mind was, well, what if that is also used the next time I want to do a homeschool and teach my kids the Bible, mm-hmm. have their education filtered through a Christian lens? Can that be turned against me? Yeah. So I would just say um, they're having the FBI show up at pro-life activist doors and raid their homes and arrest them. They don't need us to set a precedent in order for them to do what they're going to do anyway. They're, they're already like they're already going to do that. They already are doing that. So for me, I'm less concerned with like the precedent because I like. They're, they're going to do it anyway. They don't even need a precedent. Cat, cat's out of the bag. Yeah, exactly. So, um, all right. I'm sorry. We went long here. We got to take a quick break. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Birch Gold. So, uh, we talked earlier about inflation. It should come as no uh, shock to you. The stock market has been in absolute turmoil. Uh, and what is our brilliant leader, Joe Biden, doing to quell the surge of inflation that is destroying all of American families? Oh, well, this, so they think that they're going to actually just spend more money, and that's good. They're going to spend their way out of inflation, and that's it's going to be what solves the problem, except it's not. So don't bury your head in the sand while your savings get decimated. you got to do something about it. Call Birch Gold. They have an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. They've got a ton of five-star reviews, thousands of satisfied customers. You can text the word Y to 989898. They're going to send you a free information kit on protecting your savings with gold in a tax-sheltered account. Uh, They have the experience converting these IRAs and 401ks into precious metals IRAs. Do not continue to allow the left to devalue your savings. Text the word Y to 989898. That is Y, W-H-Y, to 989898. The CDC's Advisory Committee on Immunization Practices is expected to announce later this week that... The COVID-19 vaccine will be added to the list of required childhood vaccines. So let me just, as a reminder, uh, if the CDC puts the COVID-19 vaccine on the child immunization schedule, it could trigger some state requirements for kids to attend school. And I hate to say I told you so, but I kind of don't hate to say I told you so. I actually predicted multiple times that this would happen, uh, one of them being back in June when the CDC was caught using false data to justify recommending the COVID vaccine for children. This is, of course, because of the liability protection that comes with childhood recommended vaccines. Uh, Let's watch what I said back in June. Here's the thing, Eric. Um, When you have a, a vaccine that is included in a childhood immunization schedule that the CDC recommends, all of the childhood vaccines now get the same liability protection that you get under the EUA. So Mm. now, if it is a childhood vaccine, uh, they are still shielded from being sued if their vaccine maims or kills or permanently disables or anyone, anything happens to them, they now cannot be sued and they have protection if it is a childhood vaccine. Correct. Maybe it's just mysterious. a coincidence. I don't Maybe. know. And let me guess that episode was demonetized, probably. Probably. <laughs> probably. I'm like, I, I get in this. It's like, uh, it's so maddening to be like, I freaking told you guys this was going to happen. We have been right here. This show and all of the guests on it have like a 100% track record of being right throughout COVID. Even at the very, very beginning, we said, do not shut your stuff down because they're not going to let you open it. We said, don't wear the stupid masks because you're going to teach them that you're going to comply. And it doesn't work in the first place. We said all of these things. I told you guys, this was all, a, this was a plan all along because they knew that the 
this vaccine was killing people, but they also knew that they could shield themselves from this liability if they could just figure out how to give it to kids, which is why they're completely ignoring all of the health problems. They're throwing your kids to the wolves. And then some of you are in states where they, they don't give you any exemptions. Please, 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 please. Guys, I, I want to get your thoughts on this, but please, wherever you are, whatever state you are in, please go check the requirements, if you have your kids in public schools, go check. Because oftentimes, even in Texas, I hear people say, well, you have to get them if your kid goes to public schools. No, you don't. It is a lie. They want you to think that. It is very easy here in Texas to go online on the government's website and go ask for an exemption form. They mail it to you. You go get it notarized. You turn it into your school and you're done. And that's it. And you can choose which ones you want and not choose the rest. Whatever. But please be informed about these requirements because they don't give a flying F about your children or their health. I just want, I just want you to keep rolling on this. <laughs> it makes me so mad. It's like, God, you guys. I, I, and my hope is that at least the, 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 the silver lining of COVID of the last two years has been that perhaps the American people have woken up to the fact that the government is not here to protect you. The government agencies are not here to look out for you. They don't give a crap about your health. Boston University say they have developed a new COVID strain that has an 80 bad thing and uh, I don't know, maybe led to extracted the spike protein from Omicron and attached it to the strain first detected at the onset of the pandemic. And um, this is uh, this is what we're doing. What? Matt, what could possibly go wrong this, here? This is like um, what what it took me a while to figure out is that there is a pandemic industrial complex financed by the federal government that goes back to 2001, actually precedes that, where the, the bioterrorism fears led us to giving Fauci all this unchecked power. They doubled his budget. They created NIAID as mm -hmm. the center of all research everywhere. And they were creating viruses finding viruses, manipulating viruses, and then coming up with a plausible vaccine for all of that. So they have to follow through. Like this is a, this is a machine, a zombie, that's just gonna charge through. And you're right, they don't, they don't give a damn about your kids. They don't give a damn about the fact that this virus, if they leaked it, um, would kill 80% of the world because they have their blinders on and they gotta keep the funding running. And they also don't have any sort of, um, uh, sense of their own humility mm -hmm. they're like i am smart enough to redesign the entire world from the top down yeah i am the science they are the science yes that is exactly what they think it's like they, it is I, I picture this every time we say it in that manner it's capitalized right the t is capitalized the s is capitalized and there's a little tm at the end of it for trademark because it's like they are the all-encompassing science and we now sort of know that that fauci wasn't actually lying because he controls the entire process because he was weaponized to fight bioterror, mm -hmm. and now he is the terror. Yeah. I don't think we fully, you talk about the, did you call it the pandemic industrial complex? I, I love that. I, I, like I that love too. that. And I don't think we even realize just how far that goes. Yeah. I've brought this up on several of your shows before, but I, I, we did a show where we found the, the, the uh, like a, it was like a material transfer agreement between the federal government and Moderna. And on one of the on one of the pages, one of the final pages of it, it says you agree that any 
I think it said coronavirus uh, vaccine candidate is jointly owned by the U.S. government yep. and Moderna. Mm-hmm. And I, I was like, I looked at that and it just blew my mind. I was like, what do you mean jointly? What does that even mean? Well, I read further in it and then near the end, it talks about the things that are required if they ever do get an actual vaccine, which they actually have now. But it talked about annual royalties to be paid from Moderna from the sales they make back to the federal government. It even The hubris of this is amazing. It even has a, uh, a bank account where these uh, royalties are supposed to be paid at the Fed. I yep. mean, and, and this is, so I mean, just imagine how deep that goes. How many other, I mean, like this, like, like uh, things that we're probably not supposed to know about where they come up with a new strain of coronavirus that they're already preparing a vaccine for. It's all, it's all nationalized. Yeah. And by the way, going back to the CDC thing, they're pulling a Fauci because Fauci loves to say, I didn't say that. I didn't, I didn't force anybody to lock down. I didn't force people to close schools. The CDC, in response to Tucker Carlson's piece, said, we're only recommending things. Right. We aren't. We're, we have no authority to tell anybody to do anything, right. which, which is a complete lie. Right, right. Um, because the, the states and the districts will say, well, the CDC says you have to do this. Yeah. So it's, it's, a, it's a vicious cycle. Um, but it all fits together. Like the, the pandemic industrial complex is going to impose all this stuff on us. And, and one small piece of that is protecting pharmaceutical companies from being liable for the damage they do. Mm-hmm. Can I, do I have your permission to use that phrase? Yes. That's amazing. I love it. There's no, uh, there's no TM you're, yeah, yeah, you're way smarter than me, so uh, I, I appreciate you. I, that is really amazing insight, Matt. You're, you're cool too, Jason. Uh, all right, we got to take a quick You should get a tie. We'll yeah. <laughs> Never heard. <laughs> I heard it. In April, Emmy-winning Emmy-winning ABC News producer James Gordon Meek was raided by the FBI. The raid allegedly turned up classified information on his laptop. Now, strangely enough, he has not been seen in public since the raid. His apartment appears empty. His neighbors haven't seen him, and he resigned very abruptly. Um, He was he worked on a report about the 2016 Orlando shooting as well as a report on the 2017. Las Vegas shooting, which I would just like to remind you guys, we still don't have answers on. His current book, uh, I'm sorry, his current project before the raid was a book titled Operation Pineapple Express, which is, of course, a critical book of the Biden's administration's withdrawal from Afghanistan and highlights a group of American veterans who helped evacuate American citizens from Afghanistan. And... um, His attorney told Rolling Stone, Mr. Meek is unaware of what allegations anonymous sources are making about his possession of classified documents. If such documents exist as claimed, this would be within the scope of his long career as an investigative journalist covering government wrongdoing. Just find it really strange. He's he was criticizing the Biden administration and the FBI raided his home and now nobody has seen him. Yeah, um, this sounds almost to the letter exactly what happened under Obama during the James Rosen affair. Mm-hmm. There were multiple AP reporters, same thing. Um, but I don't want to just put it on like I don't want to make it sound like the FBI is just a tool of like one party or the other. Because and I don't remember the FBI being, being so blatant about what they actually stand for than today, which is very wild. Um, now, going back towards, you know, all the Russiagate stuff and all that, when we've just kind of got a, through the looking glass of how they actually are. Mm-hmm. The FBI has never changed. One of their founding members was J. Edgar Hoover, for F's sake. 
All right? So they're not, I mean, they're basically like a secret, ser they're, although there is a secret yeah. service, but they're like a secret, I, I, got the oh, I was close, right. I was like close. A, it was like a, a half swear jar. <laughs> <laughs> um, they were basically a secret police for sometimes the government, sometimes whatever is politically advantageous for them. Mm -hmm. So I don't really think that justice is, and I'm not talking about the rank and file FBI guys. I think they're just doing their job, and I think a lot of times they do actually do well. I mean, you never hear about some terrorists that get caught, rolled up on, and they stop that. Yeah. But the people at the very top, I don't think that they've changed a lick since J. Edgar. Mm -hmm. I, mean, they're I mean, I heard one guy talk about how, you know, now it's just out of nowhere. They're, you know, almost like the FBI is weaponized. For crying out loud, J. Edgar Hoover had a sitting president of the United States nuts in a jar, and he was prepared to get, you know, to, to, to smash them and reveal his, uh, you know, sexual, you know, craziness, you know, of the day. And that kept JFK in check. I mean, this is not like conspiracy. This is, this, yeah. That's what happened, yeah. for crying out. They've never changed. They're yeah. exactly the same. You need to get rid of the FBI, abolish the FBI. Absolutely. There's nothing the states can't handle mm -hmm. that they now say that they take care of. Right. Everybody watching has a homework assignment, Google Ron Paul Deep State and just watch YouTube mm. videos all night because we were warned mm -hmm. when you give governments so much power, they're going to abuse it. It's about them. It's not, it's not cynical, and this is sort of public choice 101. We economists talk about this stuff. Um, you don't want an unaccountable federal agency with that kind of power because, of course, they're going to use it against people. And it sure looks like that's what's going on here. Um, but this, as you point out, this is not new. This has been a problem from day one. And sometimes conservatives and Republicans get this wrong. But I think we've all learned over the past three or four years that the deep state is a big problem. And I just hope it's not too late to rein it in. Yeah, I wish I, I always wish that we could find an, a new come up with a new term because I feel like deep state has been so overused to make it sound like, oh, you're just a crazy conspiracy theorist. Talk about the deep state and you show them like 50 examples of there actually being a deep state. But the word has just been it's been like taken and abused. And I want to come up with a new word that means the same thing, but isn't deep state and just start using it. And see if we can if see if we can like drum up some actual attention because they just blow yeah. you off. Yeah, they treat you like you're crazy. You know, oh, you're Alex Jones. Not, I mean, Alex Jones has well, been right about a lot. To be fair, wrong about a lot too. But it's like it's so frustrating. Yeah, real quick, last word. Well, it's kind of like that. The, uh, there's a CIA quote about you know we'll just call it conspiracy theory and that instantly shuts it down. Mm -hmm. I think that was from the CIA. Mm -hmm. And I think the left has done a good job with yeah. using the t you know the tinfoil hat terms or you know or saying oh they're talking about a cabal somewhere. Yeah. No, it's 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 cor corrupt bureaucracy is pretty much what it yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. All right, we got to take a quick break. We will be back. Yesterday, good old Nancy Pelosi went on MSNBC and doubled down on her comment about punching Trump on January 6th. Watch. You said that if he led the rioters and came up to the hill, you would have punched him out. That's right. Uh, I don't even like to talk about him because it's really a tragedy for you, our country. But you did say you would have punched him out. I would punch him out. Your I said I would have punched him out, I would have gone to jail, and I would have been happy to do so. Would you have done for it? our country. He wouldn't have had the courage to come to the Hill. He's all talk. But let me just say, say this. this the, our democracy is at stake when you define democracy as 
integrity of the vote. You have to recognize that they are undermining our democracy. And if people think that that can be casual about that, they just don't realize how serious the Republicans well, are about undermining our democracy. That. I will have punched him. I will have, I will have punched him and I will have gone to jail and I will have been happy about it. <laughs> All right? Trump, he was, he's just scared. He doesn't like democracy, Matt. <laughs> he doesn't like it. Insurrectionist. He's, he's an insurrectionist. I just, I would, I would have punched him. I would have punched him right in his orange face. <laughs> I would have punched him. I'm going to drink now. <laughs> I hope you all follow both of these gentlemen on social media, and we'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.